Welcome in to the DNVR Avalanche Podcast, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, the number one rated sportsbook app out there. I am your host, Rudo, joined by AJ Hayfley, as we're we're jamming out to the Avs straight up smacking the Dallas Stars in the face in the game today. They came out, they meant business, they didn't even keep it close. The Avs are not going home just yet. AJ, what more can you ask for? Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. This was a team that, look, they they went into this game and they find out Michael Hutchinson's got to start for them because Francis, Francis is unfit to play. And they said, well, you know what? The best way to help our goalie is to give up four shots against in the first period compared to the 24 that they put on themselves. Don't trust a goaltender. Don't let him uh, see any shots. It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to do it. It's a good way to be. Uh, Look, this is the Avs that we haven't seen up to this point in the series. This is what this team is capable of offensively. And you know what? It was probably helped a little bit by Ben Bishop, who did start this game as well. And I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say it was rust, but it was pretty yikes on that end. True facts. <laughs> I mean, I, we're in. We're starting here anyway, so let's let's do that. If you're Dallas, do you just start Kudobin for Game Six? Oh, definitely. Yeah, no double yeah. thought about it. That was that was true no matter what happened tonight, in my opinion. There was no doubt whatsoever. Um what that that who was gonna play in game six for them if they regardless. If if it was a if it was a one nothing Colorado shutout, Ben Bishop wouldn't have played game six. Yeah, probably like, true. there's a there's a reason this guy hasn't even been sitting on their bench. Yeah, like they're yeah. terrified of playing Ottinger. Clearly, the same way that the Avs were terrified of playing Hutchinson, until they weren't. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know if I'd say they were comfortable playing <laughs> Hutchinson. They just played their A game in front of him. So, if they play their A game, yeah, it matters less who's in goal. I'll put it that way. <laughs> I'm not going to say it doesn't matter as all because the Avs, it's starting to look like are going to have to win two more games with Hutchinson and net if they want to win this series. <laughs> and that's not an easy task. Yeah, we'll, we'll see. Um, sorry, I would still start. If, if he's healthy, if there's, if, if he's, if he can, I would still start Frankie over Hutchinson. I, I 100% agree with you. I just, the fact that he wasn't even backing up this game makes me think he's probably not going to yeah. be healthy. I but. don't. Can we highlight this comment from the Stars fan? Because this is so what? <laughs> like Bishop hasn't played since game one in round one. I'm sorry. Michael Hutchinson hasn't played since a game against Detroit in like February. Yeah. It's been actual months since he's played. <laughs> I say actual. It's been significantly more months since he's played a, a, a hockey game. Or at least an NHL game. That's the one. Yeah. Like, that's a a weird place to start. It is. It, it, 
not where I would start if I was Dallas. Yeah, because if like if like shots on goal were if shots on goal had been like twelve twelve, right, and it was still five nothing, then you could be like, oh. But like Colorado went out and just blitzkrieged Dallas. Like that was that was it. Like, they, <laughs> they even if it's not Bishop and Net, even if it's in Kudobin and Net, the Avs just hammered shots in, like shot after shot after shot. Not too unlike what happened to Francois in game four. Right. And when you can't get a save, it makes it really hard, right? Yeah, exactly. I'll- like it it was five nothing in the blink of an eye, and it wasn't even like it wasn't even like the abs were just pouring on high quality goals on them. Like yeah. the Belmar goal to get things started, it's a little leaky. The McKinnon goal that squeaks through the five hole, you're just like this is clearly a Ben Bishop that's compromised. Yeah. Uh, we have because a- everybody's terrified of Ben Bishop for a reason. When he's healthy, he's amazing. He's, he's, he's the goalie that makes all the saves that you're supposed to. He never, he's never gets one of, He is one of the most underrated goaltenders league-wide over the last decade. His career has been so solid. And to see him to see him like this, you're like, look, this wasn't just a bad day. He clearly can't he can't move. Yep. Part of the reason why Ben Bishop is so successful is because he's 37 feet tall, but he's really athletic inside of it and can and can move around really well with that build. And today you saw what what good it does to be a really big goaltender when you can't move. Yep. Like I'm I'm shocked Dallas played him. I, I'm and, and too, but I'm shocked that he stayed in as long as he did. If you're watching live, you can see exactly what we mean here. Here's goal number one from Dallas or from Colorado, where Belmar gets a nice pass, play. great pass from Logan O'Connor. No, here. Can we can we actually rewind this? We'll get a replay if we let it run. It's all good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I just want to. I want to. I just want to. To. I, I want to watch Logan O'Connor specifically. Okay. Because what he does going up the ice is so, 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 so good. We'll see if uh, they run it back far enough. Yeah, you can't really yeah, see can't it. Really, you can't really see it there. Probably. But, like, the pass, the pass is great. Yeah. But the, the big thing that he does here is that he takes that... that... Sorry, we're running it again. You're muted, AJ. <laughs> And I can't unmute because I can't use my mouse because I'm too excited. <laughs> so like you saw him coming up the wing there. Right. Well you start he starts in the corner on this play and he reads the play. He just puts his head down and sprints. And like Logan O'Connor, like one of the big things that he does well, he's a great skater. Yep. And because he's a great skater, it's <clears throat> it's it, it's it's like it changes the dynamic of that line. One of the things that they've lost out on with Matt Calvert is the way that he can stress defenses with his speed. Yep. And watching the way that O'Connor just, he got out there, it's such a weapon. Because that's where, if they were playing Tyson Jost there, he can't make that play because he'll be two steps behind where Logan O'Connor was. And then the real key to that is that O'Connor takes that pass in his skates. Yep. And on the fly, Kicks he's able off. to transition it from his skates to his stick and then obviously makes the great pass. But... That's the kind of little. That's the kind of little. Yeah, um, it doesn't. It, Logan O'Connor's speed opens up the play at all. If he has to stop right. and slow down to receive that puck, 
it's not a break into the offensive zone anymore. Dallas is back. They're set up. They don't have to turn around and chase the play. That's the big difference. And credit to a guy playing in what his third professional or NHL playoff game at that point. Yeah. Like it was, it was great. It yep. was a really nice play. Um, and like the little play of the transitioning the puck to foot to <clears throat> foot to stick. Like that's the little thing that's been, they've, they've struggled with like, yep. It's the little things. Exactly. The little connection here, a little flubbed puck there. And yeah, a puck getting away and skitter. Cause if that goes, if that goes off of, if that goes off his skate and it just skitters to the wall and then it becomes a 50-50 battle between him and the defenseman, that, that goal never gets scored. Yep. So this is this is this is Ali cashing them checks in the background because we have a bunch of Stars fans in our chat. Thanks for who the are, views, fam. Yeah, who are helping pay our bills. And so we're just we are we are being appreciative. Glad you're here. Yeah. Look, Hey, look. Love having you guys around. Uh, uh, Opposition perspective is always important. Credit where credit's due. If you're showing up when when Dallas wins, I don't care about you. But if you're willing to show up for the losses as well, you know what? Respect. You got got to show up for both. I mean, I'm I'm hoping Connor's. So many Dallas fans in the chat right now. I'm hoping Connor's in here really somewhere. Funny. Yeah, where, where's Connor at? Where's Connor yeah. at? My he's, boy. Been our, he's been our guy the entire in the entire series. I'm hoping he's in here. So anyway, point is, point is like that that kept them off to a great start, and yeah. it was a great like getting a goal from the fourth line early on in the game. It really kind of set the tone, and it rewarded them. Like we would. One of the things Jared Bednar said after the first, I think it was after game one, was we could really use something good happening to us early in the game, in the next game. Yep. And that didn't, it didn't, it didn't happen in that that situation, but in this situation it did. And you can see why it's so important for them because the abs ride that wave so well. They're one of the better teams in the NHL when playing with a lead. Now, coming from behind, not so great. And that's where that's where everybody that's where everybody from watching this from uh, from a Colorado perspective was mortified all game long because it was five nothing and not a single one of us trusted any of it because the Avs haven't been able to hold any leads in this series. I trusted it. I would just like to point out that I trusted it the whole time. Okay, I called this game a blowout from last night. Okay. I didn't trust it, and 99% of us didn't trust it because we've watched this series, and it was it was very difficult. It was very difficult to to feel like you had any confidence in this whatsoever. <laughs> I I definitely got that vibe as well, certainly on on Twitter and around the Avs first. Well, and especially with Michael Hutchinson going into the net, you were just like, oh, my God. Yeah, you have no idea what you're going to get out of that guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, Colorado was a favorite in this game. So. Yeah, I'm – it'll be – it's fine. It was funny because uh, there was one of the statistical models that does, like, pregame stuff. Uh, they had if Bishop started, it improved Dallas's yeah. chance of winning by 0.9%. And if Hutchinson started, it reduced Colorado's chances by like 4.6%. It's like and both of those things happened, and the abs blew them out. And, and it was like handily won, right? Sports, man. That's, that's why you play the game. 
It's why you can know everything about a team, and on any given day, you still don't know. Mm-hmm. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. The Avs gotta love it. Uh, we'll keep rolling on here. We have the the Avs second goal. This one uh, from inside the zone. Big old rebound given up, and, and Burakovsky, Johnny on the spot, the guy to go get the puck. And that, I loved I loved that goal because you saw what they were trying to do every single step of the way. Yep. You saw what they were trying to do. Yep. Um, from Makar uh, to the Rantanen getting in front of it, they were trying to get the tip. Burkowski was positioned perfectly for any kind of a rebound, and it just it just worked. It was one of those things where it was like, oh, you know, like when you're playing Madden and you have the X's and O's all over the field, and you're looking at it pre-snap, and then it works out in your it, on the field exactly the way you think it in your head. That was exactly that was exactly that second goal. That's a set play that they practice, that they work on, that they plan for, <laughs> and it actually worked for once. It was dumb. It was just like, oh. <laughs> that's weird sometimes the play works out yeah <laughs> it's uh it, but not i have no what, idea what's going on in our chat right yeah, now people talking about wax and stuff and i'm just like place, man the chat uh, is out of out of pocket yep, right now we are straight up dnvr after dark in this chat <laughs> what don't oh, man all right well you know anyway yeah it, it, it was awesome, man. Like that was the, like, that was they jumped all over Dallas in the first period, and then they capitalized. They they capitalized on their opportunities, and that <sighs> that is exactly the point that I wanted to get to because we talked about it in almost every single game. We've said, "Look, Dallas has capitalized on the Avs' mistakes." They well, time- and they also have gotten straight goofiness. On top of that, every single game they've had at least one goal where you're just like, "What the? F- yeah, come even on. in this game, they had a nonsense like double deflection goal. Yeah, the second goal that beat him <laughs> short side where it bounces oh, off of Graves' skate. skate. Yeah, yeah, where you're just like, dude. <laughs> yeah, when they made it five one, you could feel the entire Avalanche fan base just did the butt clench all at once. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't know. I wasn't worried. I maybe I had uh, one too many brick brews or something, but I just had the feeling, had the good feels. You could feel the tension in the bar. Like uh, it was just. It was like, oh yes, goal after goal, and then it was like, wait, though. But what? What was the <laughs> feeling when the six goal went in? Then though, still because, excited, but uh, was, when they scored the sixth one, yeah, I was like, okay, this is over, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, we're done. But. Yes, excited, but then they scored. They had three on there, and it was like, what? What's gonna happen? Yeah, when they made it five two, it was like everybody. You could just feel <laughs> everything just start to compress like you're inside of a balloon that's rapidly losing air. Yes. And then they scored the sixth goal and it was just like you were the Hulk and Colossus all at once and you broke outside the balloon. And this is a really <laughs> weird metaphor, but then you were finally free and you could breathe all the air you wanted to and you just enjoyed the rest of your night. <laughs> oh. I guess. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Uh, Allie's like, bye. <laughs> I don't have anything to say. I still really have. You know, after that metaphor, I don't, I don't know what to say. It was still stressful until literally the clock struck zero, zero, zero. Allie, Allie will have plenty more to say once we get later into this game, I have yeah. a feeling. But uh, we do need to take our first period break here and acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. Go down to the DNVR bar. Get yourself an avalanche amber. 
you know, tomorrow, whenever you want to head on down there to celebrate, highly recommend all of their beers, whether it be that Avalanche Amber, their Hot Peak IPA, their Agave Wheat. You can find eight of them at the DNBR bar on tap or get it from the source down in Littleton at the farmhouse. Bunch of amazing beers, just too many to even count at this point. And of course, our gaming sponsor, WGT Golf, the <clears throat> excuse me, the number one golf game out one there. Too many beers. Yeah, one too many beers. Confirmed. 20 million people around the world. We have tournaments every single weekend where you can compete and win with the DNVR family. Search for dnvrgolf.com to download and the DNVR3 to join our third clubhouse before that one fills up. Starting to get a bit full, so jump in while you still can. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. All right, so the Avs go up five nothing in the first. They roll up. Yo, can we can we watch goals uh, four and yeah, five just just because we can? Just to style on them. Here's goal four. Yeah, the Bishop mishandles a rebound. It's out in front. Pings around. This time it's Kadri on the spot to put one away. And then the audio shatters, apparently. Yeah, wow. <laughs> the, N- the NBCSN boom my guy just bounced. <laughs> and then we have goal five as well. They made some adjustments coming out of their own zone, and they changed their lines up. Burkowski able to get into the zone there. Sam Gerrard not covered at all. And then Sam Gerrard apparently has a decent backhand, is what we learned on this play. As Kudobin in net at that point. So, oops. <laughs> Joe tried not to look too confident yeah, like, at 5-0. He's like, he was like, okay, all right, I can relax a little bit and enjoy this one, but... I'm not going to openly celebrate. It's been. Let me tell you, I have I have sat next to their booths uh, on and and road games, and it's so funny when they cut to the reactions of those guys, and they don't do anything because I've been at road games where they have like thrown things and like they are like celebrating or using adult language because they're upset about stuff and they like you know like they react. And then you see them on these broadcasts that that have the camera focused on them, and they cut to them after they they're happen. on national TV, and, and not a thing happens. And it's like that is not what is going on in there right now. <laughs> that is such garbage. Yeah. Uh, so the Avs go up five nothing. Um, Dallas does claw back a little bit in the second, but the story of this game quickly became goonery. Let's be honest with it. Every single play, Dallas was trying to mix it up because they were down 5 nothing. Every single whistle. It was like, here, nibble on my glove, or hey, do you want to go out later? Or hey, let's go get pizza rolls in the hotel. Like, it was just constantly something. Yep. And it was just so freaking annoying, man. It was, it seriously, it got old quick. That's a great comment. It's perfect. It got old quick. It was so just, you're just like, dude. And the officials were like, yeah, let's do this. But it took the officials a period too long to start 
stopping it. I suppose. Right. Because like third period when they were like, all right, kick this guy out, kick this guy out, kick this guy. Yeah. Like it was like, okay, this is way too late. Yep. I know that you're looking at the clock and you're saying, oh, I can't do it this early, but you needed to do it earlier because it was obvious that they weren't, they weren't showing how, how officials continue to let themselves just live in a world of utter disrespect at every turn. Like I get it. Every player is going to complain about a call, but it's like these dudes, these dudes are acting a fool and you know that they're acting a fool and you're just buying into it. Look, we have the perfect example. Avs score their sixth goal of the game. This happens immediately after goal. Yeah, Blake Como takes a break there on Sammy Gerard. You know, again, we talked about it. They're going to go. Blatant intentional cross check. The play was well over. Gerard was skating to go celebrate, and Como takes his shot. And for I, that, he gets two minutes. I would have had more respect had he hit Gerard and then just turned around and skated towards the box. Right. Him acting like he was just going to go back to the bench after that was like, dude, he was shut like, up. If he had gone, no, I did that on purpose. Yes, I know it's a penalty. It would have felt a little better. But but my point is, Como absolutely should have been ejected for that hit. And then he ends up getting ejected late in the third period for a cross-check half that strength to Nazem Kadri because the refs were like, oh, gee, I guess we should do something now. Yeah. So I I don't understand. Yeah. The biggest, really, my biggest disappointment with with that was that uh, the abs on the ensuing power play didn't do anything. It yep. was totally, it was totally lethargic, totally lifeless, and like that would have been that that would have been a that would have been a great time to send that message and drop the hammer. If nothing else, have Miko or or McKinnon, you know, wire a one timer right by somebody's face. Like, like let's let's act like you guys care about this a little bit here. Like, it was a little disappointing to see that they were just like, "Hey, that's not nice. Call a penalty." Oh, you called a penalty. Okay, now we have the man advantage, and we could really, really, really end this game right now. And they were like, eh, "Let's pass it around." Can't even get into the zone again. I mean, there were some interesting times in the power play. The five on three to start the second period. No, no, that's like there. I'm not even arguing that the power play was bad. It was the that power play was bad. That one, that one specifically. I that was the one that bothered me. The other one's like, sure, Krudobin makes a a great save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Krudobin, Krudobin robbed Makar on the five on three. McKinnon decided to pass with an open net. Literally open net. <laughs> Kudobin was four feet out of his yeah. crease. Like, and he was like, oh, there's a guy there's a guy with almost no padding standing in front of it. I, I don't want to shoot that puck. And you're like, dude, you led the league in shots. What are you doing? But, well, you know, heat of the moment and all, so I mean, whatever. Since we brought him up, Nathan McKinnon is our DraftKings king of the game. Probably could have made a case for a handful of abs on this one, but McKinnon, a goal and an assist, he just continues to do what he's been doing all series long. Now leads the league in playoff points by six, I believe. He's up to 23 points. I think the next closest player has 17. Um, well, but- and the, the big stat going around was that that's how many Ryan O'Reilly had in last year's playoff run. Yep. Through in winning the Conn Smythe. Through four. Through four. Through so, four? Yeah. What do you mean? I don't understand what through four means. Yeah. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. McKenna had 21 points through four games. I know that, but 
Either way, he also continues his playoffs point point streak. He has scored a goal, not a goal, a point in every single game in these playoffs, which yeah is absurd. Marshand and O'Reilly last year led the postseason in points with twenty three points in twenty six and twenty four games, respectively. McKinnon has done that in thirteen, 13 games. So, yeah. And it's not like he's like super far ahead. Elias Pettersson is at 17 points on his own. Braden Point is 16. So it's it's not like he's lapping the field here. It's just I mean, that six point lead in the playoffs is a few. Yeah, but I mean Tampa Bay's going on, so you're you're guaranteed to That's see. True. You That's know, true. That's true. Braden Point hurt though, but yeah. Braden Point will have a chance to to chase him down for sure. So the stat I read was just Nathan McKinnon now has 23 points this postseason. O'Reilly led last year's playoffs with 23 points after four rounds. Yeah, yeah that's right. that's an entire postseason. Yeah. So whereas this year um, McKinnon is getting credit for three round robin games as well. Yeah, he does so. get some extra games for sure. But anyway, just goes just goes to show you scoring in the postseason is just a different animal every year. Yeah. It- I mean, this whole year, you can. Some of it is certainly the bubble situation, but uh, scoring is up in these playoffs, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, which we we talked about coming in, uh, where we said uh, we said, "Hey, we expect this to be a much higher scoring postseason than normal," and it was it was one of the reasons why. It was it was one of the reasons why we liked Colorado so much was because goaltending wasn't going to be at the yep. level that it previously was, and then we had that really weird lull during last round. Yeah, where a bunch of teams were winning games like two one. Yeah, it was like it was like a five day stretch where there yeah. were a ton of like there were a ton of games that only had like three or four goals or or fewer in in every game. Yep, and then this round has come about. And it's back to normal. Like everybody's, it's tons of scoring. And it's just like, ah, this is okay. This is weird. Yeah. Uh, I certainly been an interesting series with Dallas. I, you talked about this, this guy knows bit. that it's our show, right? I and that we know. get to talk about whatever the hell we want. <laughs> I love it being our show. It's my favorite part of the show. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think you just like the power. Oh, definitely power tripping. There's a, there's. Did you see my tweets today as the abs were blowing up the stars? I didn't. It was just me repeatedly saying that Dallas just got punched in the mouth. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> but either way, uh, whether I'm power tripping or not, the abs went on a bit of a power trip on Dallas in this game. Yeah. And even when it got close, like even when when Dallas close, it yeah, was a three goal are we lead. Calling a three goal lead close now? <laughs> Relatively close. Like and this is this is what was frustrating about Hutchinson was that he got spotted a five goal a five goal lead and it's still like there was still very little faith, right? And so you're like, okay, if Francois is not healthy going into game six. You're starting Hutchinson again, but you're not gonna get you're you're not gonna spot Tim a five, five, a five confidence. Yeah. He's gonna have to make a big save in an important moment at some point, and he didn't have to make a single one in this game. It's true. And that Pavelski goal was just so soft. 
yeah, it was not. I don't. I mean, should have been. It should have been. It should have been tripping on um, what's his face. Oh yeah, Bacard Bacar got booked basically, yeah. and it was it, they. They were one hundred percent like they're not. They're not calling a penalty on that because they're like it's five nothing. We're not going to call that. Yep. And then the goal got scored, and then they started calling penalties again, and it was like, okay, whatever. Really? It's yeah. It's fine. Whatever. I'm. I'm so. I'm so tired of talking about officiating. And even in a five nothing game, it still played such a huge role. Yeah, in us. It, I hate it. I think I think everyone hates having to talk about it. And at the end of the day, the Avs dropped five on Stars in the first period. I don't think officiating changed the game to the point that it changed the result. <laughs> but it we're heading into Game Six of this series on Wednesday, and I still don't think the players have any idea what is a penalty and what isn't. Yeah. Even in this game, it changed so wildly. Yep. And like, like they call uh, they they got the they got the slashes. Yep. They called Graves trip, which was just a slash to the laces, really. But... Well, and they got they got the Kadri and Pavelski slashes, and then yep. Kadri gets the extra two minutes, and you're like, what the hell? How if Kadri for gets what, two minutes for unsportsmanlike there, how does Pavelski not get two minutes for instigation? Like, I don't understand. Like for, I mean, uh, it was very, it was very frustrating. Yep. Um, and then, and, and then you have the Gerard grabbing the face shield during a scrum where you're like, like, like how is it that, that Gerard ended up eating his, helmet strap yeah, right and he's the only one who comes and away he's the, the only guy going into the penalty like what the f- what are you guys looking at like meanwhile how are you comfortable making that call i guess is my question I, like, meanwhile cory perry still swan diving all over the ice like, <laughs> dude he gets he gets he gets breathed on in and just down he goes yeah <laughs> so it's it's if I ever see that guy if I ever see that guy on the street I'm gonna make a sudden move towards him and then if he doesn't (laughs) fall down I'm gonna be like hey what in the world every call in your career is BS yeah right (laughs) yeah anyway like I'm I'm just tired of watching the officials and the abs take the bait because this is what this is what Dallas has done when Dallas was down two nothing in game two it's exactly what they did Corey Perry slashes Francois after the play. They call that weak ass Gerard hook from center ice. And then he and then Cole into taking a bad cross check. <laughs> right. Well, and then Cole does something stupid and Joe Pavelski acts like he's been sniped and the combination of it. And, and like they've gotten, I think they've gotten better with the, the blatant, like going down at every single instance of contact because we saw Perry trying to do it. And Again the tonight, were finally, like okay, right? And they were, they were like, they were like, dude, we've been watching the game film. We see that this is going on every single whistle, every shift. That guy, that guy's going down on his knees like he's turning a trick, man. It's ridiculous. They need to seriously, seriously lot. rein him in. Well, I mean, a way to rein him in is for the Avs to win the next two games, and then you won't see it anymore in the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. Uh, need to take our second period break on that note. Of course, the Colorado Raptors, the now Colorado 
rugby has become USA rugby, in fact. So I keep calling it the Raptors. It's it's technically much, much bigger than that, as it's been announced that Glendale and Infinity Park will now be the new official training center for the men's and women's USA Eagles 15 teams. That means Colorado is the place to be for rugby in the United States. Make sure you're keeping up to speed with all of this with Colton Strickler on the DNVR Rugby Podcast and Beat, bringing in tons of awesome players. He's done a bunch of awesome interviews with some of the best players in the US. So highly recommend you check that out if you want to get the inside scoop on rugby. And if you're new, he has 101 pods as well to break down the game and explain it to you so you can learn along. They even have some uh, afternoon watch parties on weekends down at the DNVR bar. If you want to have some mimosas and watch dudes just try to tackle the crap out of each other, that's the way to do it. So be sure to follow the DNVR Rugby Twitter account and help support us and our partners by downloading the podcast. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. AJ, mm-hmm. just going to ask you straightforward. Can the Avs beat Dallas twice more with Michael Hutchinson in that? No. I think I agree with you, unfortunately. Yeah. With Francois, I think they could have done it. I Definitely with Grubauer, I, I know they could have done it. I don't know if they would. Obviously, they play the games for a reason, but it's going to be tough. The Avs are going to have to play, much like they did in the first period of this game, an extremely possession-heavy style of hockey to limit what Hutchinson has to do for them. That's the only way I see them doing it. Yeah. So it's going to, I mean, it's going to have to be, they are, they are going to have to play completely disciplined. If not a no penalty game, a very, very low penalty game. We're talking like two power plays yeah. because their, their PK unit just doesn't have it, man. It just doesn't have it. Struggling pretty heavily on the PK. Even they had some decent kills in, in tonight's game, but the stars, even in this one, go two for six and they've just been lights out on the power play against the abs. So, yeah. Yep. The um, plan is easy on so paper. Like, yes. Special, like, so special teams, your power play has to, your power play has to get one goal. Yep. You get one goal. It's it even strength. Your power play gets one goal. You find another goal somewhere else. That gets you to three, and then you don't give up anything on on the PK. You cannot give up a special teams goal, so that has to be a zero. You have to win that battle. You have to win. You have to at least break even five v five, preferably win, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but you just you just can't. If you're gonna if you're gonna ask Michael Hutchinson to win more than a period for you, you're in trouble. Yep, you're just you just are, and e- even a period. I mean, if it's a period where I have no confidence, four, if it's a period where you give up four shots, you're feeling pretty okay. Yeah, but I mean, right. But I mean, you're you're not you you're not going to keep that up for an entire game. Right. You're just not I, this whole like you're probably not going to keep it up for another period in this series. Let's be honest. right. You the whole sixty minute. Oh, because the Abs haven't played sixty minutes yet, just because Dallas pushed back a little bit in this game. Like you're in the second round of the postseason. You're not going to have a 60 minute domination of just about anybody. Yep. 
They're just not that common. This was also a game that was six to two by the end of the second period, and the Avs basically spent the third just trying not to get injured. Right. And like they geared it down. They geared it down in the same way that we it's funny because we credit Dallas for shutting games down. And then when the Avs do something similar, they get criticized for sitting on leads. And it's like, look, like but Colorado, Colorado shut it down maybe a little too much tonight. Like, I don't disagree, but they were also up by four. So exactly. You have a six to two lead. This is not a one or two goal lead where a bounce here, a bounce there. And you're like, oh my God. Dallas had seven scoring chances in the third period at even strength. Seven. Yep. That's Not the that same many. number of that's the same number of scoring chances they had in the second period. And so it's like, look, like they just they just weren't giving up a ton of quality. Yep. They only had three, they only had three high danger chances. They only had six high danger chances in the entire game. And they only had three in each in each of the second and third periods. So it wasn't like Dallas was creating some crazy quality. They were getting they were getting they were shutting it down and keeping it to the outside in the same in the same way that we were frustrated because we knew when the Avs rolled into a third period down uh in what was it, game two. When they rolled into that third period and they were losing they geared it down into that super low event game where they kept everything on the outside as low quality. And we gave, we gave Dallas all the credit in the world for that tonight. Colorado did the same thing and I'm giving them the credit for that. If you want to, if you want to complain about turtling, that's fine. But with a four goal lead, I'd rather them do that. Yep. You're just not going to give up four goals. You don't want to give up anything in kind. You don't. You don't want to get give up anything kind of any sort of transition. You don't want to give up two on ones, odd man rushes, all of that stuff. You I don't mean, want to do any of that because then you're asking your goaltender to make a save. I would rather have a five man unit in front trying to block shots, keep it all to the outside, have it get through layers of defenders, and then get to a goaltender. The other side of this is you why guys have we- to stop taking this guy's bait. By the way. <laughs> Like a hundred percent, just stop responding to him, yeah. guys. They, you guys, are, you guys are getting frustrated by a guy that's clearly eating this up. Allie about to bring out that mama bear mentality I was told about during the game over here. I was so mad, like, <laughs> uh, Dallas, just Dallas teams, Dallas fans, all of them. Yeah, tell them, Allie, tell them. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, too many, too much adult language was happening at the DMVR bar for me to add that onto this podcast. But, but yeah, very frustrating. Very just dirty, pathetic. All, of, all of the words that I, I can think of. Um, but you, can, we move. You guys I moved on hear, from that, so I didn't want to hear the Dallas keyboards already. Like, I, I, like, come on, I there. You were at that point in the game. Yeah, you're losing, but you're still up three one in the series, and you're acting like that. Like, oh goodness, pathetic. I mean, it's it's their it's their path to success. Like, that's that's how they were successful in game two when they were down two nothing. The different, the only difference is that it wasn't two nothing in this one. It was five nothing, and it worked yet again because no. Dallas climbed back in and got three back. Like they got three on the board. What they had were they, doing worked. Had so. they just limited the damage from earlier, then you know maybe this would have been a closer game, and they really it really would have worked. 
it's very obvious that the shenaniganery that they like to pull is effective. Not only does it play right into being rewarded by the officials, but the abs just clearly are not comfortable handling that particular kind of game. They don't thrive in that kind of chaos. Colorado, Colorado wants to get up and down and, and be, be a very different club than what Dallas wants to be. And every time they try and goon it up, Dallas feels very comfortable in that. And the abs kind of feel like that little kid that goes into the karate dojo looking for <laughs> help because he's getting bullied at school. And they're like, and he's like, please, sensei, teach me, teach me to defend self. And yeah, exactly. The abs, the abs got baited by the stars in the way that abs fans have been baited by that one stars fan in our chat no, right now. No, there's quite a few, not just no. One. There's 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 one that's doing all the work. But they're there's they're getting baited by a few abs. How fans. after there's dark a, are we? Uh, um, not that after dark. I don't, don't know. <laughs> don't go into any transition about your balls, please. <laughs> No, I, it was just Please. definitely <laughs> when <laughs> when Sam Sammy went down when they're celebrating for the goal. That's when I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like cross checking, like, "Oh God, yeah." I was it was terrible. I was pissed, but they definitely did exactly what Dallas wanted them to do. And Dallas tried to climb their way back into the game. They just can't fall for that. They gotta got to be a little more mature in those situations. But. Yeah. And like it's it sucks because you have to draw the line between defend yourself because like if the abs just take exactly. it then they get called a coward. Mm-hmm. But if they try and defend themselves, they also are ending up in the box for nonsense and it just plays right into it. Yeah. And it's like so what do you do? It's a catch 22. You have Sophie's choice here. I don't know. I don't know of any other clichés that I could say that making a decision between two bad outcomes is what they're facing. Yeah. But that's it. Like that's that's where they are when when the garbage picks up. Like it's uh, do do not climb into the trash can with Oscar, okay? Exactly. Just don't do it. And you Rudo do not listen to this chat right now. Don't do it. Just telling you to go way after dark. It's not even midnight yet. Come on. Everyone's like I see that smile Rudo wants to. No. It's such a good one. Anyway, it's just Dallas good. fans, Dallas stars, all Dallas Cowboys, all of them. I do. You can cry when you lose the series. Right now, you're still up three two. So, I would just like to say that through five games since this conversation has been happening, through games in the series, Kale McCarr has 101 Corsi four and 59 Corsi against f five v five, which includes okay. him. Giving a free goal to Dallas. <laughs> yeah, at, yeah, at 5v5. And on the other side, Miro Hayskinen is at 75, 4, and 98 against. That's what we call an oof. He's on he's on the negative side of scoring chances. He's on the negative side of shots. He's on the negative side of Fenwick and Corsi. He's on the negative side of expected goals. The only thing he's not on the negative side of is actual goals. And that, kids, is what we call goaltending. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Denim Daddy's pretty good. I don't know, Allie. You might have some work to do to beat that. <laughs> if you were at the bar, you saw Al- Mama Bear mentality in full effect. Guy and Eric were like, 
Oh, she mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. AJ, final thoughts on this game. Final thoughts on game six coming up on Wednesday. I didn't live by Corsi, bro. I just gave you an entire an entire row of stats in which he is getting rocked in this series against Colorado's best. And if you want to argue that we'll call that Colorado's best forwards are better than Dallas's forwards, I'll hear that argument. But you can't sit there and and go all Miro Haskin and his god when he's kind of getting run through in this series. Just saying. Got him. Like if you want to if you want to ignore an entire set of data because you want to try and troll a chat, dude, it's your life, my man, but you're dumb. That it? Is that all you got to say, AJ? Are we out of here for the day? I am good. Right. I have no faith that Game Six is going to go the way that we want it to. Yeah, but I'm excited to see it. I the series has been so unpredictable and so weird that I'm excited for it. Nobody regardless knows. of what happens, what will be will be. You're on a th- you're playing a third string goaltender. You have absolutely no expectations when you get into that point. All right, so. I got to do it. You can uh you can ban me from this podcast forever afterward, but uh this is your last one, right? <laughs> is it? What? It is now. It is. It is your yeah. last one for a bit. So get just just do it. So just. it seems clear that we have some master baiters in the chat. Nice. <laughs> and so well played. If you want to stop with the master baiting and get yourself a lady instead, <laughs> oh manscaped is the way to go. <laughs> manscaped.com to get your products, to get everything looking good, to get the ladies in bed. 20% off and free shipping when you use code DNVR20 at checkout. It's the good stuff. Even if that stuff is not for you, they got mints. They got your shaving tools. You can use it on your beard. I thought I was going to have to use it tonight, but the abs came through for me. So the beard lives another day as well. <laughs> That's, I can't even finish this read. Manscaped.com. DNVR20 is the code. Get in there. Get your stuff. It's amazing. Abs will play again on Wednesday. <laughs> I did not mean to put that comment up on the screen. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, it works just fine on men too. If that's oh, what you're geez. into, Nathan D. Uh, get what you want. Go out there and take it, just like the Abs took this game. We're out of here for the day. I mean, I well, guess you could say Dallas is the one that took it today, right? They did take it in that sense, I suppose. Yes, well done, AJ. Uh, <laughs> that, see, all right. We even got AJ in on it now. Now we're now we're cashing in big time. Someone said pure poetry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. That's all I got. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Appreciate you, as always. And the podcast will, of course, be back tomorrow, Wednesday. Even after the Avs, if they get eliminated, we got you five days a week. So until next time, have a good rest of your night.
taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 